You have found Behind the Lines for Week 16 in the NFL. My name is Steven Andrus, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in the National Football League for Week 15, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We'll look ahead to Monday Night Football, the view from the book between the Rams and the Packers. And we will also get you the opening lines over at BetMGM for Week 16. And I'll share a couple of the early week bets I have made. Christian, every week we start the same way. Most weeks this season, it's been bad news. But was it a public win or a public loss for the book in Week 15? I got more bad news. Yeah, it was another (laughs) public loss here. It's just the story of this season. It's it's been a good season for the book, that's for sure. But this week was... Wasn't nothing crazy. Uh, just kind of a normal winning week. We definitely had some games that beat us up, but but the, there was a few teams that we needed to win this week, or at least needed to not cover, and mm-hmm. those teams basically all did. So, okay, well, let's at least look at the. I mean, the glass isn't half full based on what you said, but if it were, let's let's look at the the public wins from week fifteen here. The the ones that were pretty solid for everybody out there. Uh, Bengals bucks. We had a ton of Bengals money. Um, that was, you know, one, one, we didn't think, uh, the way the bucks were playing, we were going to get much bucks money. So that mm-hmm. was a public win. Uh, the Raiders that, uh, last second, crazy, crazy play, uh, was, was a bad outcome for the book. Um, so we didn't like that one, although it was crazy. And then on to Saturday, uh, that, that comeback from the Vikings, uh, wasn't ideal for the book. We needed the Colts to win out right there. And, and luckily they didn't, Luckily for the book, uh, the Vikings didn't end up covering, although it got very close, which would have been, you know, way worse. But, but that outcome in itself was also one of our worst for the weekend. Speaking of the bonehead lateral from the Patriots, I have a quick story to share with you. So every week, you know, obviously everybody knows at this point we do a megapod and I make my bets and, you know, I'll put my normal one unit on every game I bet on just straight up, straight up bets. But some weeks during the NFL season, Christian, I feel particularly confident about the board and my handicapping. So I will throw together a parlay of the games that I like just for fun. It won't be a full unit. It's like a fraction of a unit, basically a lottery ticket just for fun, right? If the Green Bay Packers win on Monday Night Football, a nine-legger falls one leg short because of the Patriots lateral for a 174 to 1 ticket. So if anybody has a worse beat than that – Please hit me up on Twitter at Steven Address One oh. because I would love to hear it. How's that for a bad beat of the season? Oh, oh man. Yeah, that's one of the worst I've heard. That's that's tough. There's, there's been a view on that game. That that just uh it's sickening sometimes. I mean, I can only laugh at it. I'm not even upset about it because I literally hit every other game that day, so whatever, but I mean, I'm going to be telling that story for years to come that I had. I could have won 174 to one ticket if not for Jacoby Myers throwing the ball to Chandler Jones and then Jones stiff arming Mac Jones six inches (laughs) into the turf in Las Vegas. So that was that was a lot of fun just to laugh about. And who knows, maybe the Packers will get upset and it won't be the only losing leg in the parlay. But they're a seven point favorite on Monday Night Football as we record right now. All right. How about the uh, the flip side here? What were uh, the biggest public losses? Yeah, there were three games where we had about ninety percent of the money, and then in the eighty percent spread on on 
you know, one team. And that was the chiefs, Eagles, and Cowboys, those three games, we couldn't get bets on the other side. And all three of those, uh, ended up with great outcomes for the book is none of those teams covered. Um, those were really the three this week that were going to kind of make or break, uh, the week and they all did fall our way. So those are the main three. Hopefully most of the people watching this are part of the, the lines community on our discord channel, because our staff actually gave out the opposite of all three of those games and cash tickets this week. So if you're, if you're new to this video and new to our website, go to the lines.com top right hand corner, hit the discord button and you'll be, get bet notifications. Every time anybody on our staff makes a bet, you just go into the roll server, click the emojis and you're, and you're good to go as long as you have the discord app. So Good week for our staff. Sorry for the rest of the public out there, but you know the Jacksonville Jaguars continue to impress. They're a team on the up and up. The, we talked about this last week, Christian, with the Houston Texans. Don't just blindly bet whoever's facing the Houston Texans because two touchdowns is a huge spread in the National Football League. And then with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, I think we a lot of us had that handicap both ways correctly. If you're going to bet it straight up, take the Chicago Bears. And then, you know, for us, we tease the Eagles down in that situation on a six and a half point teaser to get it to two and a half. So uh, good looks all around there, at least from our staff. But condolences to everybody out there who had the wrong side of it for sure. OK, so Monday night football here between the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. And apparently Baker Mayfield did enough in the final three minutes of the game against the Raiders. And everybody ignored the first 57 minutes of that game against the Raiders, because now on Monday night against the Packers in Lambeau and frigid temperatures, the Rams have been getting some money this week. I think this opened around eight. So where are we at right now going into this one between L.A. and Green Bay? Um, in terms of the line and also the total and what you're seeing on, on both sides. Yeah. So we're, we're actually, I guess people aren't listening to that much of uh, Baker there. The sharps were pushing this one down. Uh, we're at seven and a half for the Packers now, a low okay. total at 39 and a half, but we are taking, uh, a bit lopsided money on the Packers. Uh, in my opinion, I, I do think it's kind of crazy. This Packers team is more than a seven point favorite against kind of anybody, but, um, but so far the, uh, the public and, and all the betters at pet MGM are, are on there. So tonight we'd like the Rams to pull through, uh, ideally just to win outright, but covering would be good. Um, but it's probably not, it's not going to make or break the week most likely. So please correct me if I'm wrong here, but my observation of the way this line has moved this week was early week action on the Rams when it was eight, eight and a half. But again, early in the week, it's lower limits. I think I saw this. I don't know if it touched, touched six and a half at bed MGM at any point, but at least a couple books that touched six and a half and instant buyback on the Packers at that point, it was hovering around seven. Most of the week. Now we're at larger limits closer to kickoff. And, and now with the biggest limits of all, we are getting interest in the Packers at seven, which is now pushed it to seven and a half. Yeah, that that's actually exactly what happened early on. Um, you know, the, when the line is kind of forming where it is, that's where we took sharp action when we were a little too uh, high on the Packers there, and then came back in. And so, other, I, I don't think we ever touched uh, through the seven. I think we stayed at okay. seven, but yeah, other books did get into that six and a half, and I think they instantly started getting money the other way, and uh, and that's where we ended up on this seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I think especially with, with frigid cold temperatures, I don't think there's any wind. I don't think there's any precipitation tonight. But typically when you're getting down into the the teens is what the temperature is going to be at kickoff tonight. You're going to see a lot more run heavy approach from NFL teams. So 
if that winds up being the case, you know, maybe the Packers aren't as explosive. They already are pretty disappointing on the defensive side of the ball. So I agree with you. I think, you know, have, asking the Packers to cover more than a touchdown is asking a lot this season. Uh, personally, I, I did bet six and a half when it popped somewhere, but um, that's a different conversation completely. That's a that's still asking them to win by a touchdown, not to win by more than one touchdown. So these these numbers matter. These are key numbers, everybody. So continue to keep that in mind. A half point here or there around a key number makes a big difference. Ask the people that bet the Chargers minus three instead of the Chargers minus two and a half yesterday uh, in that game against the Titans. It's the difference between a push and a winning bet. So. All right, Christian, let's look look forward now to week 16 in the National Football League. Of course, it does hover around the Christmas holiday. Uh, so a much bigger Christmas Eve slate on Saturday than just the normal triple header on Sunday on Christmas Day. But we begin with Thursday night football in another very intriguing game between two teams on the playoff bubble in the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. Yeah, this one's going to be a big one for you know who who will make the playoffs. These these two teams are kind of right there on the fringe uh, in the AFC. But uh, Jets Jaguars, Jets open up as one point favorite, uh, really tight one, and a low total at thirty nine and a half. I've kind of um, nicknamed the Jags the the Lions of the AFC at this point. That team that started really slow and is coming on like wildfire here. All of a sudden, Jacksonville is only one game behind Tennessee to get the four seed in the AFC as the AFC South champion. They still have a game left against Tennessee. They have a head-to-head win already in pocket against Tennessee. And the Jags have a pretty manageable schedule here. It looks like, at least right now, the early reports, there was a notable report on the pregame of Sunday Night Football that uh, Mike White is not going to be cleared in time by the doctors with his internal rib injuries to play in this one on Thursday. So um, I think that's why we're kind of seeing the line where it is at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, this was an early week bet for me, Christian. You're not getting me to bet on Zach Wilson. I don't care if it's a pick 'em. You're going to need to give me a lot of points to want to bet on Zach Wilson, and I'm not doing it, especially against a team that I have been betting. I think I've bet on the Jags like four consecutive weeks now as they've been getting right. I thought all along that this team was better than what their record indicated. The metrics showed that they were a pretty unlucky team. So, yeah, I bet Jaguars to win this game just straight up on the money line, and I'm you know obviously at this point as we record on Monday morning taking a chance that it will be Zach Wilson again. But the early indications are that it will be him. So um, and, you know, we talked last week about the Lions and the evolution of their playoff odds, Christian. I mean, you've seen it here at the Jaguars, too. I think, you know, this was around five to one for them to win the division last week. And now they're plus one twenty five with just the Titans losing and the Jags pulling the upset against the Cowboys. These things change quickly, man. And I'm sure they were even longer than that just as of a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they they definitely were. I don't have exactly where they were, but they were they were into the plus a thousand for sure at some point. Um, I think the Titans have lost four or five, and the Jags have won three or four, something like that. So those kind of swings are are, are huge, especially in a, in a tight division like that, where early on it did look like the Titans were going to run away with it. The Jags looked bad, and now suddenly suddenly a few games left, they play the tight Jags and Titans play again, and it's, suddenly this is a uh, this is really close. 
Yeah, really, really interesting final stretch of the season here. Titans have lost four straight. Jags have won three of four, including that latest overtime win against the Cowboys. Jags remaining schedule at the Jets against what looks like Zach Wilson at Houston. And then final week of the season could be for the division. This might be our, our week 18 Sunday night football flex where the winner winner takes the division and the loser goes home. Jaguars hosting Tennessee week 18 of the season. Meanwhile, Tennessee's next two games, home against Houston and then home against Dallas. So, yeah, I think this is turning into a Week 18 showdown for the division yeah. between these two teams if, if form still holds here. So I really interesting so, yeah. stuff, Christian. Yeah, more likely than not, looking at how that those schedules play out, that that's probably going to be a very important last game, yeah. Wild stuff. That's awesome. I can't, I would, I mean, at this point, give me the Jags in the playoffs over the Titans. I think that would be so much more interesting. Uh, I think the Titans are dust at this point. I don't think they have nearly enough and Tannehill's playing through injured ankle as well. So it's, it's rough. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U S sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Okay, so let's look ahead. Saturday, Christmas Eve, loaded slate of games. Red Zone will be broadcasting on Saturday for the NFL on Christmas Eve. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And we have a handful of one o'clock games here on, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's essentially flipped from last week. We had three on Saturday and then a full slate. Uh, on Sunday this week, we got a full slate on Saturday and three on Sunday. Uh, first one, Bills, Bills, Bears, Bills are nine and a half point favorites on the road. Total 41 Saints at the Browns. Browns are three point favorites. Low total at 34 and a half Texans, Titans, Titans are seven point favorites. 39 point total Seahawks at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 10 and 10 point favorites at home with a 49 and a half point total. Giants at the Vikings. Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Total is 47 and a half. Bengals, Patriots. Bengals are four point favorites on the road. Total is 39 and a half. Lions at the Panthers. Lions are three point road favorites with a 44 and a half point total. Last of the Saturday, one o'clocks. Falcons at Ravens. Ravens are seven point favorites there. Another 39 and a half point total. Couple notes. In this window from me, some early week bets. And then I also have a question for you about the Eagles and Cowboys. And, you know, I think a lot of casual fans will be asking, why are the Cowboys favored in that game? So, but first of all, I bet the Seattle Seahawks plus 10 on the look ahead. We're still around that number. Um, I just, I have very little faith in this point in the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Multiple weeks in a row now, we're seeing them regress. Patrick Holmes basically had to play a perfect game just to survive the Houston Texans. Uh, so the Chiefs, as big favorites, has not been a wise betting strategy this season. 
so I'm going to, I'm going to do it again with Seattle here. Seattle has also regressed. Obviously, Geno Smith has not looked good, but 10 points is a lot. And I'm going to take Seattle here. They should give their best effort playing for their life. Um, the Tyler Lockett injury is one that, that bothers me. Obviously they're not deep behind Lockett. It'll probably be like Marquise Goodwin getting his snaps, but I still think 10 points is a lot here. Um, the Detroit Lions, that's interesting. That move that move has gone to three. It was two and a half on the look ahead, so more respect for the Detroit Lions. Okay, Christian, the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously in most mainstream sports media power rankings, they're near the top right there with Buffalo and Kansas City. They are ahead of the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, because of their record, but here they are, a small underdog at the Dallas Cowboys, for the novice betters out there, explain why the Eagles, despite being the best team in the NFC, are a slight underdog at Dallas. Yeah, a lot of this comes into like, I guess, where the teams end up kind of stacking up, like uh, per- percentage wise. Um, the Cowboys here at home, division game. Um, this is probably one where, like, typically, typically they do go both ways, and it typically ends up being a close game here. Um, and a lot of times we're not like feeding off of just what happened last week. It's kind of more of like in a season encompassing uh, line here. Whereas if, if you're just looking at last week, all oh, the Cowboys lost to the Jaguars, you know, and, and the week before they almost lost to the Texans, but throughout this whole season, you know, they've been a solid team uh, and now playing a division rival at home. So that's where it ends up. We, we have talked a few weeks back that we didn't think the Eagles would be uh, if we thought they'd be favored almost every game the rest of the season. I think we did mention this game as the one, the one looking at it, this might be the one where they're not a favorite in. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that gets there. And I think at this point it's, it's understood within the betting community, but maybe not so much. So for the casual sports fans out there that it's really not three points for home field advantage anymore. Right. I think for the most part, it's, it's a max of two um, Minnesota is near the top end of that. So with one and a half here, this is really saying that these two teams, at least in terms of the sports book opinion and the market opinion that has helped formed these power ratings throughout the season, that the betting community sees these two teams as pretty close to even on a neutral field. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I think even a few weeks ago, uh, looking at like kind of advanced metrics, some, there was some that were, had the Cowboys as a better, uh, percentage chance to win the Super Bowl or to come out of the NFC than the Eagles. Um, so when you get kind of to the advanced stats, they are listed as kind of closer teams, although the records aren't really kind of showing the same thing, but, but yeah, to that point, um, you know, this is saying that they are closer on a neutral field and, you know, typically it would be closer to two and a half, three, um, so there is, they are still saying that the Eagles are, you know, still considered the better team, but not by a ton. Yeah. And the other thing to note here, the first matchup between these two teams, yes, the Eagles won, but Cooper rush played for the Dallas Cowboys yep. and the Eagles offense in that game was not crisp. They had less than four yards per play in that game. League average is around 5.5. So really not a good performance by the Philadelphia Eagles offense. They were beneficiaries of plus three in the turnover margin in that game. Cowboys turned it over three different times in that game with interceptions by Cooper rush. So um, maybe the market also seeing that the Cowboys defense stacked up pretty well against the Eagles offense. Although that was a long time ago. And 
I reject basically all of this, Christian. Now that we've kind of laid out, <laughs> basically now that we've laid out the reasons why the line is what it is, I have already bet the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought the only concern I had for this team was that stretch where the defensive line interior was banged up and they're giving up a lot of rushing yards. Jordan Davis is back. They signed a couple guys off the street, including Indomitian and Sue to help fix that. I think this is the most complete roster in the NFL. I think they would go toe to toe with the Buffalo Bills even at this point, maybe even the Kansas City Chiefs with their defensive deficiencies. And if you're going to make them a dog in this situation, I'm going to bet them to cover and I'm probably going to tease them up to seven and a half if books are going to give me plus one and a half here in this game against Dallas. So um, I think the Eagles have fixed their issues and I think the Cowboys have a whole new list of issues over the past few weeks that they need to figure out now ahead of a big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So just one man's opinion. That's where I put my money already this week. Take it for what it's worth. And I'm very curious to see what happens with this line. Uh, for the rest of the week here as limits go up. It's going to be one of the most interesting storylines in the sports betting world here for week 16. Yeah, I I did the same on this one. Uh, I I tend to think that this one's going to get closer to a pick them at game time. So that that was just kind of my thought there, but we'll see what happens. That's just my assumption is I think it's going to be tough. to. I agree. I I 13 and one team being a a dog there. I just think people are going to jump on that value. Yeah, my instant reaction when I saw it was, I don't think you guys are going to keep this in teaser territory for very long to get this up to seven and a half yeah. for people. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we have a we have a let's see here. That's that's the four o'clock window here, Christian. So we talked about that at length already. There's another four o'clock game on Christmas Eve and also a primetime game that we you can hit on here before we move over to Christmas Day. Yeah, the other four o'clock is uh, Commanders at the 49ers. 49ers are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, 39 and a half point total there. And then for the primetime game on Christmas Eve, Saturday Raiders at the Steelers Steelers are two and a half point favorites there, the 40 and a half point total. Pretty abundantly clear that the market's gone back to their previous rating on the 49ers, despite Brock Purdy, right? I think they've seen enough at this yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, he looks at this point, if you're going to talk about like a, I guess wins above replacement type of thing. Uh, yeah. He looks to be pretty similar at this point to what Jimmy G was giving them. So uh, it's kind of more so talking about the team around Brock Purdy uh, more or less than Brock himself, which, you know, he looked good enough to, to keep this, uh, to keep it going. Yeah. Literally everything else around him is elite in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think they're, I think they're going to be an extremely tough out in the playoffs at this point. Okay, Christmas Day triple header, Christian. Go ahead and take us through all three of these, uh, the opening lines at BetMGM, um, including the totals. Yeah, I think when they scheduled these Christmas Day games, I think they expected them to be a little bit better than yeah, they are. Yeah, not, uh, <laughs> not great, man, not great. They should, no. have, they, they should have flexed these just like any others. Yeah. They should have left the option open to flex these games. Now you're going to put wait, – wait, if you, nobody's seen the schedule yet, wait till you hear these matchups Christian's about to tell you. <laughs> Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. Packers at the Dolphins for the one o'clock. Uh, Dolphins are four and a half point favorites. That totals forty six and a half. Uh, this four thirty one is that one I think they saw uh, preseason as one that was going to be a good one, but it is <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Broncos at the Rams. Broncos are one point favorites uh, on the road here with the lowest total of the weekend, thirty five and a half. And then uh, the sun or the yeah the Sunday night game on Christmas. Uh, Bucks at Cardinals. 
Uh, Bucks are four and a half point favorites, and that totals 40 and a half. Yeah, pretty sure the NFL didn't have Brett Rippon against Baker Mayfield in mind for Broncos Rams. Maybe we'll get Russell Wilson back from concussion protocol here. But, I mean, we're down to Trace McSorley now for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I I'm, I don't have any bets on these Christmas Day games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be one of the worst teams to ever make the playoffs in terms of their record. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever is my analysis for the Christmas slate window. <laughs> we'll talk about it later on the Megapod. Maybe somebody on our show will have a bet. But as of right now, nothing for me in this window. Um, we have... And my, you know, my Canadian coworkers are going to be upset with me here because I don't remember off the top of my head. But isn't the day after Christmas Boxing Day? It is correct. Yeah. Okay. Day. There is a Boxing Day. Boxing Day football. What do we got? Chargers at the Colts. Chargers are three and a half point favorites on the road here and totals 47 and a half. This line's taken off through that key number, right, Christian? After the Colts blow mm-hmm. the biggest lead in NFL history, this was a look-ahead line bet for me at minus two and a half. And anytime we pass through the three, that's the biggest movement of all in NFL betting, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that, that's the most key number. Most games end up falling, you know, right around that three. So, yeah, that's a that's a big one. And that's why we've seen the other way, because a lot of people watch what happened to the Colts there and then uh, no Jonathan Taylor, too. So uh, kind of all that's leading up there. I think people are kind of thinking they're going to just kind of collapse after that. It, it's definitely going to be tough to come back and play another game after being up 33 nothing and, and losing. So. Yeah, and obviously the Chargers right there back in the thick of things in the AFC yep. playoff picture as well. They are up to the sixth seed now with an eight and six record, uh, tied with the Dolphins at eight and six, who are the seventh seed, and then the Patriots, Jets at seven and seven, Jaguars still alive at six and eight in the AFC South as well. So hopefully everybody saw the look ahead line bet we put in the Discord on the Chargers for week sixteen because that value is long gone at this point. And I think the only discussion we'll probably have on the Megapod uh is whether or not we come back in on the Colts here after the Chargers admittedly were not impressive in that win against the Tennessee Titans having a, a last second field goal to win that one. All right, Christian, we appreciate it, man. Have have an awesome holiday season. We'll be here again, obviously, before New Year's as well. But just want to say thank you from all of us at thelines.com. You provide us amazing insight each and every week throughout the season. We'll do it again for the rest of the year, but just wanted to take a note to say thank you here and have an awesome holiday season, man. Yeah, thanks to everyone. That It's you know been great so far. Hope everyone has a great uh, holiday weekend. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Stephen Andres. Best of luck with your bets in week 16.